This is AgriPulse Daybreak West from Monday, June 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Recap of state bills. Disaster aid set to pass. Trump deadly serious about new tariff. And FDA cautious on hemp review. Bills state houses passed last week. Ahead of the House of Origin deadline Friday, each house catapulted hundreds of bills to the other side, where they will receive final votes before going to the governor. Among those, the Assembly passed AB 417 on creating a California Rural Development Agency. The measure would also appoint an economist to the Department of Food and Ag to report on impacts from the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. AB 658 would provide five-year permits for local water agencies to divert and store groundwater during wet years. The Senate also passed SB 62 on extending the safe harbor exemption for farmers on the accidental take of endangered or threatened species for another three years. The original bill would have made that permanent. SB 1 was the first bill of the session and authored by Senate President Pro Tem Tony Atkins of San Diego. The resistance bill requires the state to adopt laws no less stringent than the federal standards in place before President Trump's election. It was amended to exclude the voluntary agreements for the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta. Fourth time should be the charm for the disaster bill. The $19.1 billion disaster aid bill that many farmers and communities have been waiting for since last fall should finally clear its last congressional hurdle this evening. House members are returning from their Memorial Day recess today, and the Senate passed disaster bill is the first item that will be on the floor. Majority Leader Steny Hoyer of Maryland says he expects the bill to pass with, quote, overwhelming support. The bill is listed on the House suspension calendar, an accelerated procedure that means it will require at least two-thirds margin to pass. The Democratic leadership tried three times to pass the bill by voice vote during the recess, but each attempt thwarted by a GOP conservative who demanded that the vote be delayed until the full House returned. Trump deadly serious about Mexican tariff. Mick Mulvaney, the acting White House chief of staff, says he fully expects President Trump to impose a 5% tariff on imports of Mexico starting June 10th. Speaking on Fox News Sunday, Mulvaney said Trump is absolutely deadly serious about using the tariff to force Mexico to curb the flow of migrants into the United States. Now, Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa and House Ag Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota are warning Trump not to use new tariffs on Mexico for fear of torpedoing the hard-fought U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. But Mulvaney insisted the tariffs shouldn't hurt the chances of getting the agreement approved in Congress. He said, we feel strongly that if House Speaker Nancy Pelosi would give it a vote, it would pass. Mulvaney said U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo will be meeting with Mexican officials this week in an effort to resolve the U.S. immigration concerns. Farm Bureau appeals for changes in trade aid. The American Farm Bureau Federation is appealing to USDA to provide clarity as soon as possible on how unplanted acres will be treated under the Trump administration's trade aid package as well as the disaster aid bill. 
In a letter to Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, the nation's largest farm group said, among other things, the department should consider making unplanted acres eligible for the new market facilitation program payments. As an option, the department should consider basing payments on historical production rather than the 2019 planted acres only, the letter continued. AFBF and some economists argue that farmers who file prevented planting insurance claims are being unfairly excluded from the trade assistance because the retaliatory tariffs depress the commodity price used to calculate insurance revenue guarantees. And on disaster aid, AFBF says payments for flooding or excess rainfall should be made available to all areas experiencing planting delays, with preference to those areas of a state or federally declared natural disaster. If trade payments don't cover unplanted acres, the group says USDA should also consider modifying prevented planting payments to allow use of the harvest price for calculating payments. Peterson backing off CRP threat. USDA today kicks off enrollment for the continuous sign-up portion of the Conservation Reserve Program. Last month, House Ag Chairman Colin Peterson threatened to sue the department to stop the sign-up period, but he's backing down after discussing the issue with Bill Northing, USDA's Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation. Uh, Peterson said on the Adams on Agriculture radio show, it looks like I might be willing to let this go ahead, even though I think they may be flouting the law. Peterson said he still thinks USDA lacks the authority to reopen continuous sign-up without writing new regulations under the 2018 Farm Bill. Peterson said he felt blindsided by the announcement of the sign-up plan last month. Keep in mind, Peterson's concern is that the continuous sign-up would rob acres that otherwise would go into the general sign-up later this year. Continuous enrollments tend to be buffer strips, waterways, and the like, as opposed to broad tracts of land. FDA taking a hard look at CBD. Acting FDA Commissioner Ned Sharpless says the agency will be taking a hard look at the safety of cannabidiol or CBD in food and dietary supplements as well as pet food before establishing a regulatory pathway for hemp product. Critical questions remain about CBD, the cannabis-derived extract that is appearing in everything from skin creams to gummies, Sharpless said at a public meeting on Friday. Many of the speakers at the all-day hearing urged FDA to move quickly. The Hip Feed Coalition's Hunter Buffington, for example, asked FDA not to use a lack of data and research as a reason to stop the use of hemp as an animal feed ingredient. Now keep in mind, states have been moving swiftly to fill the regulatory void left by FDA, which means that for a while at least, a patchwork of rules will remain across the country. Chinese grains targeted by new pest. China's ag sector has more to worry about than just African swine fever, although that's a really big one. The fall armyworm, a larva that is easily controlled in the U.S. with the BT varieties, continues to spread across China, munching on corn, rice, wheat, sorghum, sugarcane, cotton, soybeans, and peanuts as they go. That according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The pest, first documented in Chinese fields just five months ago, has spread to 15 provinces in southern China, and FAS officials are pessimistic that it can be contained. The report says... 
even if a full army worm mitigation program is employed, costly control measures, mainly chemical sprays, will drag producer margins into negative territory for farmers of most crops that could be affected. This week in Sacramento, today, June 3rd, the Legislative Conference Committee on the Budget will continue to meet each day. At 1 o'clock, Assembly Floor will take up AB 217 on Safe Drinking Water for All Act. At 1.30, the Department of Water Resources will hold a public meeting on planning grants for the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. At 5.15, UC Davis will host a lecture on wine, wildfire, and climate change with former Governor Jerry Brown. Then tomorrow, June 4th, at 8 o'clock, UC A&R will host a campfire research symposium covering impacts on ag. And at 10 o'clock, the State Board of Food and Ag will host a board meeting on naval orange worm. Farm Bureau updates state fairs and trade. Here's today's She Said It. To ask every other Californian to cover the cost of these unknown polluters is not appropriate in my mind. That Nancy Skinner, a Democrat of Berkeley, during a budget conference committee hearing on Friday, urging a polluter pays model to cover safe drinking water costs with no exceptions for industries like ag. Well, that is Daybreak West for this Monday, June 3rd, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.